Welcome to the Noble Gold Podcast, where each week the latest precious metals, trends, and alternative investments are presented to you to help create the foundation for your financial success. Listen in as some of today's brightest entrepreneurs share how they've strategically navigated investments that have changed lives forever. It's time to bring a little wealth into your life. Here's your host, Brad Dalius. Welcome in to the Noble Gold Podcast. Joining us is the president of Noble Gold, Colin Plume. Today, we're going to be speaking with Gerald Salenti. Gerald's the publisher of the Trends Journal and is celebrating 30 years of phenomenal trend forecasting. He's correctly forecasted the 1987 stock market crash, the Great Recession of 2008, Occupy Wall Street, and the rise of Donald Trump to the presidency, just to name a few. Gerald, welcome to the podcast. What has you the most excited about life right now? Well, I mean, I can't say it on uh, <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> then uh, they, they call me sexist, you know. Same thing that's always been excited about. <laughs> I love those beautiful women. So uh, what has me excited? But um, what has me excited in terms of uh, the markets and on June 6th of this year, we sent out a trend alert to our subscribers, and the headline was the gold bull run. I'd been negative on gold now for almost six years and been saying for almost six years that it had to break over $1,450 an ounce for it to gain strength. It hadn't done that. And then on June 6th, gold broke solidly over 1325 to $1,332 an ounce. And then I saw that it had the power, and that's why I identified the gold bull run. Now, of course, it's way past that 1450 mark, uh, hitting now into the uh, 1530, 1540 range. And I believe, as I've been saying now for almost six years, once it breaks over that mark, it's going to spike toward the 2000 level. And of course, there are many saying that it will go way above that, and I don't doubt that either. What would you recommend for someone first time looking at gold? Because obviously, you know, it started to move. Should they wait? Should they look at the markets? What would be your recommendation for someone starting out? Well, again, I cannot give financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm a trend forecaster. So only speaking for myself, my first buy of gold was at $187.50 an ounce back in the late 70s. Mm -hmm. You buy it and you hold it if you're young. Just keep buying it, holding it, put it away. Buy it, hold it, put it away. And you know, life has its ups and downs, and I've had mine. And sometimes when I needed money, I'd go to friends who had money. And no friend wants to loan you money, but I say to my friends, here's the deal. Here's you know $100,000 worth of gold, or 50000 or 25000 or whatever you have. I'll give you the gold. You loan me the money. And... After X amount of time, if I can't pay you back, you keep the gold. If the gold prices are higher, you keep the difference. If the gold prices are lower, I'll pay you the difference. Poof! You can borrow money from friends really easy. Friends become friends. <laughs> so to me, gold sure. is that ultimate safe haven asset. And again, I'm only speaking from my experience. And now what you're seeing with all of these massive... $16 trillion, $16 trillion worth of negative bond yields that have been sold already this year, 
why would anybody in their right mind say, you know, I'll take that 30-year, 10-year, 20-year bond and, and give me back less than what I bought it for when I redeem it? I mean, you can't make this mm-hmm. stuff up. And that's why people are going into gold as well. And now you're going to see this is very important, two things. Number one, we're going into the greatest depression. It's going to be way worse than the depression of the 1930s for a variety of reasons, and uh, among them population. There were about 2 billion people on the planet back then. Now we added 5.5 billion in less than, what, 100 years. So now you're going to have human waves of people, tsunamis, leaving poor countries filled with corruption, violence, and poverty. So without going into the details of that, but it's going to be a lot worse than the Great Depression. But history is repeating itself. You have currency wars, trade wars, world wars, and in between that, depressions. So we're looking at the Greatest Depression. So what we're telling our subscribers is now is the time to prepare so you can prevail and prosper. You don't wait till it becomes official. Anybody with a half a brain and an open mind can see what's going on. Oh, don't believe me? How about the world's fourth largest economy, Germany? Oh, what are they talking about? A recession? Oh, a recession in Germany? Oh, it's because of the trade war. Hey, no, no. How about what's going on in India? They're not involved in the trade war. They're not doing a lot of business with China. Oh, look at their their GDP, just the worst one in five years. Oh, and they're a nifty 50, down 10%. Oh, and they're dumping more cheap money into the system. Oh, and they just lowered interest rates for the fourth time in a row. And you got negative yields, negative interest. You know, how about putting your money in a Swiss bank and get minus 0.75% interest? I mean, it makes perfect sense if you have no right. sense. And that's why people are going yeah. into gold. Absolutely. And something that you've been talking about, and I know you don't always agree with President Trump, but something that I thought, I think it was yesterday or the day before you were talking about how President Trump said that we don't need China. And I think this is a fascinating topic. Maybe you could expand on this a little bit more, because I think a lot of people think that we need China for trade. And, and, you know, this is something that you disagree with. Yeah. Who are the we? You know, the we or when? Who are they? Who are the we? The we's are the ones that are going over there and selling their products there, so they're making money, mm-hmm. but they're getting it manufactured over there. It's not helping mm-hmm. us, it's not we. Am I making money off Nike? No. Levi Strauss? No. Apple? No. What do we need China for? You know, we didn't need them mm-hmm. until Bill Clinton brought him into the World Trade Organization. And here's the hypocrisy, mm-hmm. by the way, and a whole different note, but our system of tracking trends is called Global Nomic. Look how they taught us to hate those commies, huh? Oh, you forgot about the Korean War? Maybe the Vietnam War. You know, I mean, one after another. But now it's okay to do business with those lousy commies as long as we can make mm-hmm. a lot of money using cheap labor. Oh, and by the way, we're going to take right. all the technology that you, the people, paid for one way or another, and we're going to bring it over there because they don't have anything, and they can make all this mm-hmm. stuff so we can make more money and get richer. So, no, we don't need China. Mm-hmm. And again, other than Chinese food, Eh, and I'm not crazy about it in the States because they put all these chemicals in it. We don't need China. We don't need Vietnam. We don't need Cambodia. We don't need Malaysia. We don't need Bangladesh. The manufacturers who want to make a lot of money, get richer, and put the people on the multinational plantations of Slavelandia, they need China. I think the more that we hear this, from people talking about it. And, and also part of it has to do with the fact that are people going to be willing to pay 
an extra dollar or two for clothes and things that they're, they're buying on a day to day basis just to bring those jobs back. That's the ultimate question. People love to pay for cheap items to get it manufactured. It may cost a dollar more, it may cost five, eight, 10, 15% more, but ultimately you're putting the money back in the economy. And I think that's what you're sort of getting at. Well, I'm up here in Kingston, New York. We're in the Hudson Valley. This is the third Dutch settlement, by the way. And it's beautiful up here. That's why the Dutch settled it. And I'm 15 minutes from Woodstock. All you hear about all the time, buy local, buy local, buy local, buy local, buy local. So I buy local. Mm -hmm. I buy everything I can local. We used to have Gantt shirts used to be made here. Well, what's wrong with buying American? The only way we're going Mm -hmm. to survive and thrive is with a self-sustaining economy. Mm-hmm. and not relying on multinationals to make more money to bring cheap products home. So this is better than the plantation system because the plantation system, you had to house the slaves and feed them. Even though you were feeding them crap and housing them lousy, you still had responsible for it. Now it's better than that because you don't have to house them and you don't have to feed them. You give them just enough money so they can live in their cars and eat crap. You don't have to pay them mm-hmm. anything. And so that's what's going on now. So will people willing to pay more? If you're making more, you pay more. If you have a lot of money, you buy finer things. If you're very wealthy, you're buying the finest. If you're very poor, Mm -hmm. you're buying the poorest. So yes, the prices will go up as your wages go up, living standards go up. And that's what America used to be, the land of opportunity. And now it's not. You know, not to segue too much, but I wanted to get your take on Trump's kind of take on the Fed and what's happening with the Fed and what's your forecast for, you know, obviously he's been kind of pushing the bear in terms of, you know, interest rates and trying to get them lower. What's your take on that? What's going to happen with the Fed? What's your prediction? Well, our take is what we've been saying since January. The Fed's going to probably bring interest rates to zero by the time the election comes. And if anybody Mm -hmm. doesn't think the president has power over the Fed, they should read a little history. And when uh, Burns came in uh, to the White House, when James Baker, the chief of staff under Reagan, called him in, sat him in the library with Reagan sitting next to him. Reagan didn't say a word, and Baker said to Burns, the president doesn't want you to raise interest rates before the election. Read Paul Volcker's mm-hmm. book, called into the uh, – as, as well. Uh, no, excuse me, that was Paul Volcker that was called in, not Burns. Burns was called in under uh, Nixon, and mm-hmm. Nixon told him the same thing. You know, he wanted them to lower interest rates. And this is while inflation mm-hmm. was picking up. So they take orders. So the first one I met was Volcker, not Burns, that was brought into Reagan White House, and it's in his new book. So the president has power over them. But here's the deal, Colin and Brad. The reality is when the last recession hit in 2008, they could lower interest rates five percentage points, 5.5%. Now they only have 2% to go. So they don't have mm-hmm. a lot of monetary methadone to keep the addicted bull running. And that, again, is why you're going to see gold prices go up, because around the world, they're lowering interest rates. Oh, they're negative interest rates I talked about, whether it's Europe and and, and Japan and other places. And then you have, of course, historical low interest rates in that third world country called Australia and New Zealand. I mean, these 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 are highly developed nations now hitting the lowest interest rates in their history because they need more cheap dough to keep the Ponzi scheme going. Exactly. That's the only way they can do it. And discouraging people from from ever wanting to save any money in any kind of institution because why would anyone in the right mind keep their money in the bank? You got it. And it's a war against the savers. When I was a young guy, 
you know, Mrs. So-and-so down the block, her and her husband, they moved to uh, Florida. Yeah, they retired on the money they had in their savings account. You used to hear this all the time when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. what savings account? It's gone. And, you know, the other thing it's people gone. have to prepare for is that, you know, they call the bank holiday once before. And they did it before, they'll do it again. Holiday, mm-hmm. you can't get your money out of the bank. It's a holiday. Holiday? Oh, and by the way, we're also we're securing all of the safety deposit boxes. There's mm-hmm. terrorists out there. We're very concerned that they're blah, 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 blah. So they're going to go through your deposit boxes, too, to find out if you got any gold in there. When they ban mm-hmm. it, if they ban it, and I believe they're going to try to at some point when it skyrockets because the central banksters are going to need it. Yeah, you got to have it in your hands. No ETFs, just, just physical, absolutely yep. physical gold. Well, I think you covered a lot of topics, and you know, obviously, I, I watch your YouTube channel. I, you know, watch anything that you're on, and, and just always fascinated. Really appreciate your time. Is there anything that you want to sum up, or anything that you want to tell us? You know, in terms of things that we should be looking out for uh, in the next, you know, yes. few months, or a, anything. A to couple of with? things. A couple of things. Watch closely what's going on with Hong Kong and China and with India and Pakistan over the Kashmir incident. Uh, these are India and Kashmir, India and Pakistan are two very uh, nuclear-armed, economically troubled nations. And again, when all else fails, they take you to war, and India is on that route. Also, it's going on with Israel, Iran, and the Middle East, and Saudi Arabia. Keep your eye on that as well. And, you know, it's really important to look past the propaganda and just look at the facts. And of course, that's what we do with the Trends Journal and our Trends in the News broadcast. And if people want to subscribe, they can go to trendsjournal.com, trendsjournal.com, the only magazine in the world where you will read history before it happens. Gerald, we appreciate the time. Keep being you, and thanks for bringing a little wealth into our lives. All right, and thanks for all you guys are doing, and thanks for having me on. That's all for this episode of the Noble Gold Podcast. Keep building financial success between episodes by visiting noblegoldinvestments.com.